2: this Tuesday evening's jam-packed show it's J.J. John J. we're right here on the fan and to fill us in on the lack of a hall of fame class in 2021 and what the future may look like there not only in the hall of fame but for the Mets the Yankees and beyond my main man my amigo from SNY love talking baseball with this guy the great Anthony McCarron joins us here on the fan what's happening Anthony how you doing baby I'm doing well, JJ. How about you? Thanks for having me on. Anthony, the pleasure is all mine. Now, I have to admit, I'm a little envious, I'm a little jealous of anyone who has a Hall of Fame vote today because, you know, it's a cool day, you get geeked out, you start thinking about guys you watched over the length and the duration of their careers, and I know you're a guy that takes this honor very, very seriously. Um, Let's start here. No surprises with the lack of... A participant or a new entry in this year's class. Is that fair to say?
0: It is, although I would not have been, I don't think I would have been stunned had Kurt Schilling gotten in this year. I thought this was a good opportunity uh, for him uh, as a pitcher. He's a, he's a really good candidate. I vote for him. Um, and I thought that without the sort of slam dunk newcomer or, or more than one newcomer on the ballot, uh, that he might have a chance to get there. And, you know, he obviously did not. Uh, and I wonder if this result, uh, you know, bodes ill for his candidacy going forward uh, next year is his last year. And I wonder if he can make up the votes that he needs. Uh, he was at 71 percent, uh, a little over this time. Uh, can he get to 75? I'm, I'm kind of dubious.
2: Well, he threw his temper tantrum on Twitter or Facebook or whatever, basically saying he doesn't want to be on the ballot next year. And, Anthony, let me make this perfectly clear. I don't like Curt Schilling personally. I think he's awfully (laughs) tough to take. I think he's made some comments that are just rather insulting. Forget about his political views. I'm not even going there. The idea that you're going to come out and say you want journalists lynched is an embarrassment. But with all that being said, Anthony McCarron, all those negative adjectives I just threw the way of Schilling, I'd vote for him because, you know, I watch baseball. I saw what he did with the Diamondbacks. I saw what he did with the Red Sox. 20-game wins, you know, 300-plus strikeouts. To me, is it something that you have to kind of separate talent on the field, character? Like, there are a lot of good guys who don't get into the Hall of Fame who are wonderful human beings. I I think it's about what you do on the baseball field. Is that fair?
0: Yeah, I mean, that's why he got my vote, because because I wouldn't give it to him for any other reason, to be quite honest. Uh, I mean, he's dabbled in hate speech, and, you know, that can't that that can't stand. And, uh, you know, but as a pitcher, look, I mean, you know, you, you said it, he, he had a tremendous career. Uh, He's one of the great postseason pitchers of all time. Uh, He is a, uh, an example for anyone who is into a power pitcher who controls the strike zone because he, you know, not only could he rack up the K's, he didn't walk a lot of guys. And, you know, so his skills on the field are, are without question uh, to me, hall of fame worthy, Um, you know, but there's the other stuff I think is has held him back, and I think it's going to continue to hold him back. And, you know, as for him not wanting to be on the ballot, I know the hall said – the hall's chairman said in a statement that, you know, the, that the hall would, would consider his request at the next board of directors meetings or, or whatever. I, I don't think they will take him off the ballot. Uh, I don't think they'll get in on the next ballot, and I wonder if he – you know, he believes he has, he has a prayer with one of the new era committees, but I don't know if he has that either.
2: Let's get to the steroid, guys. And, Anthony, I think you know where I stand on this. I don't know how you tell the story of baseball over the last 35 years without Roger Clemens and without Barry Bonds. I know why they're not getting in. I think they should be getting in. Where did you stand on that?
0: Well, I vote for them. Uh, You know, when they first got on the ballot, J.B., I did not vote for them. And then, you know, in thinking about it over the years that I have voted, I started voting for them because I agree with that sentiment that you cannot Tell baseball stories without two of the most famous players ever to suit up uh, not being in the Hall of Fame. I think what we, where we get into trouble, and I know a lot of fans cling to this, and, and that's fine. But you know, we we toss around the words, you know, the hallowed halls, enshrined baseball immortality. It's a museum, first and foremost. And you know, I I think that those guys would be would be perfectly fine as hall of fame members of the hall of fame put it on their plaque if you don't like the way they conducted themselves. How come major league baseball never stepped in and stopped those guys from what they were supposed supposed to have done? Uh, you know that that's where I sort of stand on it. I mean, you know, while, while everybody was wondering about Barry Bonds whether he was using or not, they were also giving him the MVP award. He won 7 of them. Roger Clemens won 7 Cy Young awards. Uh, how are these guys not Part of this conversation. I mean, the, if you're of a certain age, growing up, falling in love with baseball, these were the biggest players in the sport, and now they're not. They're not going to be in the Hall of Fame. That's why I. That's why I vote for them. Uh, I don't think they're going to get in ultimately, uh, JJ, because they. You know, you can see their sort of progress over the years. You know, about five years ago, they made a, a decent jump uh, in, in percentage, but they have. It's really been slowed to a trickle. Lately, even with more younger voters coming in who are more prone to vote for those guys uh, than some of the older guard, they have not made any leaps. And I think next year is their last year, and I think they're going to be disappointed.
2: Now, who is the guy, Anthony McCarron, that you want to kind of drum up candidacy for over the next couple of years? You know, Mike Messina was that guy who built momentum. Then it turned into Larry Walker for some other Hall of Fame voters. Now, both of those guys are in. Who on the ballot are you going to make the case for right here, right now, on January 26, 2021, that you want to see get in? Steroids, guys, aside, over the next, I don't know, three to five years.
0: Well, I've been voting for this guy ever since he set foot on the ballot eight years ago. Jeff Kent, the most powerful hitting second baseman in baseball history. I I can't believe that he hasn't gotten more support. Um, Look, I'm not saying he's a slam dunk Hall of Famer. I'm not saying that the rest of my uh, voting brethren who do not vote for him, and he only got 32-plus percent of the vote this time around, uh, I'm not saying those folks are nuts or anything like that. Uh, But this guy was a significant player with a lot of longevity and uh, an MVP award. Uh, I mean, he was a fearsome hitter, more homers than any other second baseman in baseball history. Um, You know, I just don't get why he doesn't get more support. I mean, you know, look, we've all fallen more in love with defense than we ever have been. And and Jeff Kent doesn't score high on anybody's, you know, memory bank or numbers on the glove. However, he managed to somehow stay as a a fielder for a long time, as a second baseman for a decent amount of time. I, I think that the claims of his defense are overblown, of being bad, are overblown. And I think it's time that he moves up a little bit in, uh, you know, in the voting. I, I, you know, I've given up hope on him ever getting in, but I still check off that name every year. JJ,
2: I'm right there with you. I've always made the case. Jeff Kent, one of the best second basemen of his generation, belongs in. You know who my guy is, Anthony. Even though I have an imaginary Hall of Fame vote, Todd Helton. You think Todd Helton has a Hall of Fame case?
0: Well, I just, I, I you know, because the ballot has cleared out a little bit over the years after I think something like twenty-two. Uh, Hall of Famers got in over the last seven years. Uh, there's been some room. I'm a big Hall guy, JJ. I know we've discussed this. So I, I love
2: it I, too. We got to go yeah. one of these years, Anthony McCarron. Get in the car, bring the golf clubs, have a weekend, <laughs> baby.
0: <laughs> there you go. Um, but yeah, so I added Helton this year. And look, I mean, maybe unfairly, I've been holding Coors Field against him uh, for a while. I mean, this guy was a great hitter. Yeah, his home park is is uh, you know uh, offensive heaven. But, uh, I mean, he still had an 8.55 OPS on the road in his career. Not bad. And uh, I just I decided that it's time for him to, you know, he couldn't help what his home ballpark was, and he just raked wherever he played, including on the road. So Todd Helton's got my vote. He's made some moves. He's got a few more years left on the ballot. This is only year three for him. So uh, I like it. I mean, he gained 15% uh, this year o- over last year, and he's at 449 That's pretty good. That's a trajectory.
2: I like that. We got Anthony McCarron talking some baseball. Check him out over at SNY. All right, Anthony, let's change gears now. Let's dive into this offseason that has finally seen some action over the last few weeks. Bauer, here's my take. (laughs) Curious if you agree, disagree. Short-term deal, I love it. Long-term deal, I'm skeptical. Do you think the Mets feel the exact same way I do?
0: I, I do think that they do. And, you know, look, I mean, in terms of talent, this guy should have been signed on, you know, day one of the offseason. I, I, I'm, I'm very impressed with the way he has managed his career because, look, he came out, you know, he was the number three pick, I think, when he came out. And obviously a lot of fanfare. Results, not that great. Okay, but not great. And then he, I believe that this guy has worked to make himself an ace-level pitcher. And uh, I, I buy that he is what what we saw last year and in his one other excellent season, more so than the guy who's had a four ERA. So the Mets would be formidable if they added him to that rotation that already includes some dynamite pitching. I wonder, you know, and look, I mean, this this became more in the forefront of my mind, certainly, after the Jared Porter debacle. But, I mean, I wonder if, if Trevor Bauer's social media life uh, will be a, a detriment to him in this process, just because, especially with the, where the Mets are concerned, because I'm not comparing him to Jared Porter, but he's had some issues. And do they really want to sign a big free agent like that on the heels of firing their G, uh, their GM? Uh, you know, for that for that contretemps. So I uh, I wonder if it's going to happen. I, I think baseball wise, it makes all the sense in the world.
2: Good feel, you think he's a Matt?
0: I, you know, I I. I don't.
1: I don't I think in that.
0: I, I you know, I, I think they're, I think they're in there and I think they're looking around and I think they're talking and they'd love to, but I ultimately, I think, you know, look, there's some other teams out there that have money too. And finally, they're going to have to make some moves and, you know, maybe somebody else gives them, you know, more money. Although I looked, I mean, Bauer has been, you know, he's very active on social media, obviously, and his, his free agency is, is, is kind of, uh, you know, a hashtag. And, uh, so he's, he's had the Mets involved in some of that kind of stuff, uh, and shown them some love. So he's got an interest. Um, but yeah, ultimately I think he's elsewhere.
2: Okay. How would you grade the Met off season so far? I love the Lindor Carrasco trade. I was surprised they did not end up with Brad hand. And if there's one thing I want to see, see from Sandy Alderson over the next few weeks, it's getting some sort of help in center field in addition to Nimmo I like Kevin Pillar, myself, Anthony McCarron, and a bullpen arm. But what would be your overall take on what you've seen from the Mets as a whole here in this winter? Well, uh, let me
0: say this, JJ. I've been surprised at how many Mets fans have been unhappy with this offseason and have been tearing their hair out when George Springer goes somewhere else for $150 million as if the the Mets have blown it this offseason. They acquired one of the ten best players in baseball in Lindor, and oh by the way, in the same deal, they got a very valuable pitcher that they desperately needed. They look. If you want to argue that James McCann is a risk at catcher, you know, because we don't, you know, we think he's good and we hope he's good, and his defense looks good. Will he hit? We don't know. They gave him forty million dollars because they didn't want to give JT Muto, uh, Muto 125. Okay, you know, we'll see what happens with that, but it's a sound move. Uh, He was the second-best catcher out there. And and Trevor May is certainly a good relief pitcher. I would like to see them add another relief arm. You can never have enough, and they know that better than anybody. Um, And and center field, defensively in center field, they need some help. Nimmo is a wonderful player. Boy, would he be a great left fielder. Uh, And Jackie Bradley Jr. is a guy who I like because I think he can provide some value offensively, and he's a sensational outfielder. Um, You know, I mean, we'll see if they add these guys going forward. Um, You know, are they going to go over the luxury tax and, 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 you know, spend super big and get Bauer? What do they do then with these other places? Because if if they stop, if they sign Trevor Bauer and then stop, they're defensively deficient probably in three positions. And that's not a great spot for them to be in.
2: Anthony, let's get to the Yankees. They have made a couple of moves from a starting pitching standpoint that could look really, really good. Or could look really, really bad. I would have preferred Tanaka coming back over Corey Kluber, even though I understand what Brian Cashman's looking to do. He's looking to hit on a high end. He's hoping that Kluber can find that 14-18 to form. Curious to get your take on that. And I like the Jamison Tyon move. I mean, this guy's tough. He has had two Tommy Johns. He survived cancer. Cole knows him well. And he's young and he's only making $2 million. See, that's a move I'm on board with. How do you overall assess the Yankee pitching plan here over the course of this offseason?
0: Well, I think they've,
2: they've made it
0: for themselves that they've had, that they've got a lot of options, uh, J.J. They've got a lot of arms. We don't know what pitching is going to look like in this season because we don't know how what the ripple effect of 2020 and all of its craziness and stopping and starting and short season and all that stuff is going to have on pitchers. Uh, you know, I know there's been some teams talking about six-man rotations, and, you know, I'm sure we're going to see openers and all these machinations of, 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 you know, bullpen games and that kind of stuff, too. But I think every team is going to need a lot of arms. And the Yankees have gotten themselves some high-end risk possibilities here and the two guys you mentioned but they also have an opportunity for some of their young arms that they're very impressed with and they love Davey garcia uh clark schmidt mike king to have a real impact on this team now if it works brian cashman is a genius and uh you know we all know and love uh you know brian cashman when he's a genius but i mean it could backfire to the point where it destroys their entire season because not even D.J. LeMahieu and Aaron Judge and Luke Voit can hit their way out of a huge, huge pitching hole if Kluber and Tyon go down, the kids, you know, don't develop, and the Yankees are looking around, you know, to make a deal to save their season, you know, in, in starting in June.
2: Now, Yankee standpoint, trades with the Boston Red Sox usually never happen. In this case, Anthony... I don't hate it because you know I'm a guy. you got to be in the circle of trust to pitch those big innings in the postseason. <laughs> Unfortunately, Adam Adovino worked his way out of the circle of trust like he was Greg Fokker and Meet the Parents. I mean, that's basically my equivalent of Adam Adovino, maybe getting in a little bit of less trouble. But you get my drift. If the yeah. Yankees aren't going to trust him, then you might as well free up that money. Did you have a problem with the Yankees dumping him on Boston?
0: I don't. I, you know, in general, for all the reasons that you just said. I mean, the the one thing that comes to mind is, though, that gives me a little pause is. I mean, Ottavino. At least we know,
2: as as
0: volatile as relief pitching is, at least we know this guy's done it before. At some point, he had it. You know, can't they get it back from with him? You know, can't somebody help him rediscover it and and get him back into the circle of trust? Um, He's got some awful, filthy stuff. But you know, look—they apparently this is probably going to be connected to them adding another piece and and the money and uh, you know, I I guess it could come to it could come back to bite them. I mean, are the Red Sox really going to be a problem this year? Eh, I don't know. Um, But uh, you know, will it look bad in in, uh, you know in August if if Ottavino is striking out Judge and Stanton in a big spot in a game? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it will look bad, but. I guess it's a risk you take for for the financial flexibility.
2: Final one, you got that eight million dollars to work with now, if you, are Brian Cashman. How would GM Anthony McCarron try to you know allocate those funds?
0: Oh, that's a great question, JJ. They're very right-handed, aren't they? I mean, don't they need some left-handed uh, hitting in there? They sure um, do. Yeah, especially in that ballpark. Uh, you know, uh, I mean, I do like the idea of Brett Gardner coming back. I don't, I don't picture him as this. You know, I know some people, when you say, hey, bring Brett Gardner back, they say, oh, don't do that. You know, there's, you know, we don't want Brett Gardner out there for 500 bats. Well, neither do I, but I do like him coming off the
2: bench. Especially and- when you have a center fielder who doesn't play in Aaron Hicks. He's talented, but he misses, you know, tons of games every year. Otherwise, what's your center field plan? They don't right, have exactly. one. Exactly.
0: Exactly. So I think that's probably a move that's coming with this money. Um, I don't think he wants to play anywhere else. I mean, given, you know, if I had to choose yes or the field, I would say Yankees. Um, But, uh, and then, I mean, they they should probably, I know they're proud of their arms that they've developed, and they've done a good job in the minors of developing pitching recently. Um, You know, and some of those are assets they can trade, and some of those are guys who may be able to help. But they do, I think they may need some more bullpen as well. And I I think they ought to uh, bottom feed and see what's out there, what's left over.
2: Anthony McCarron, check him out. Love working with this guy over at SNY. One of my all-time favorites. Hall of Fame voter. Tells it like it is. And Anthony, next year, by the way, I got an idea for you and the misses. I want an Anthony McCarron, Judy Batista pick'em challenge, and you know we could have some fun with that throughout the year. Has that ever been put into place? By the way,
0: it it has not. We once appeared, um, uh, I believe it was what, it was with um, uh, Sweeney Murdy uh, on the same radio show. Um, it, uh, I think back to back, uh, hilariously. So I like uh, that. We, well,
2: the, I think the combo of the two of you in the same interview at some point has got to happen. Oh
0: yeah. Yeah. Bruce Beck had us on his show once. Also, I talked, I talked a little baseball. She talked a little football and we, uh, we, we had a lot of laughs and, and, uh, and some good sports talk. So it was fun.
2: There you go. Well, I'm pitching a pick em challenge. I'll sell it if need be. Love you both. Continued success. Anthony, hopefully I'll see you soon, man. I miss you.
0: Yeah, same here, JJ.
2: Thanks for having me on, pal. That's the best. He's Anthony McCarron over at SNY.